Welcome to this special bonus edition of Appetite for Production. Last time there was way too much that we talked about and uh, we really got sick of each other by the end. Yeah, we wouldn't shut up, would we? It was awful. So we've decided to put this extra one out as a one-off. So you can enjoy our boring, over-enthusiastic Yeah, tones. too much. Overzealous is Listen what it is, mate. Listen to the voices that you hate and don't worry because we hate them just as much as you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that our Sound Iron competition to win their contact instrument UFO 61 is still ongoing, isn't it, Tim? Yes. <laughs> so if you want to enter that, check out the show notes or the episode description. You can go on SoundCloud and comment on this episode or the last episode to enter the competition or go on Twitter and retweet our tweet about the competition after following us and following Sound Iron and you'll be in with your chance to win your license of the excellent UFO 61 contact instrument. That's the spooky science fiction B-movie noise. Sweet. Let's get on with some of the overflow and bile from last week. Ooh, runoff. Nice. So, Tim. Yes. For a long time now, I've been talking about getting a new computer. Oh, my God. And we've had many conversations on the podcast, which I have then edited out. Oh, nice. Wicked. Save the, save the people's ears. Yeah, that's most people haven't actually heard most of our conversations about oh, that's good to know. me trying to get a new computer. Anyway, in the last couple of weeks, I finally lost it. <laughs> and I decided to buy a new laptop. You're a madman, mate. Oh, it's been it's been a huge dilemma. It's been months of dilemming for me. Dilemmings. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to decide what I want, and I've eventually it came out that I definitely need a laptop. Yeah, because I need to move around the place. You move regularly. Yeah, and um, then it was should I get a Windows laptop? No. Or should I get a Mackie yes. laptop? And uh, yes. it, it was a it was a hell of a decision. But basically, you think, okay, MacBook, really expensive. So look sure. at Windows. Mm, that's good, but it's plasticky and I want it to be very durable. I don't think I'll have much confidence in it. Yeah. So I need an expensive Windows one. Okay. Oh look at this Huawei one and look at this Razer one. And they're they they look a lot more trusty. And Oh, look at that. They're really expensive. So you might as well just get a MacBook. Mm-hmm. But the MacBooks, the new ones just have USB-C ports. Mm. And so you might just get a Windows one. You can get a cheap Windows one or you need a sturdier one. So you can get a Huawei or a Razer or something. And then you're back thinking, that's really expensive. I should just get a MacBook. Yeah. It's a vicious circle, me. And so after years of dilemma, and I'm talking like <laughs> decades, decades. Yeah, right. It certainly feels like it. I decided to get a 2018 MacBook Pro, secondhand Mm. from CEX, Mm. because they give you a two-year warranty with secondhand stuff. Mm. And you get to buy it off a goth girl as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that that was the main factor. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's the deciding factor, sure. Uh, And the plan is now to stay, not current, but to keep, um, because I got it secondhand, you can sell it secondhand and not lose so much money. Mm. So this is what I used to do back in the day. I used to do it with guitars. I would buy guitars secondhand, sell them later for the same or a bit less or a bit more and buy a new one. And 
gradually upgraded how good my secondhand guitar was. And I'm going to do that with computers, Tim. Okay, well, it's a brave plan. So the challenge with this one is to keep it in the best condition it possibly can be. Mm -hmm. No luzzing it around. I I specifically paid for a... uh, the best condition one I could, like an A-grade condition one, mm-hmm. so that in two years, and I've set a, I've set an event on my Google Calendar. In, Great forward planning. In two years, I'm going to sell this one, and I'm going to buy another second-hand one that is probably a bit more current, and therefore I'll never have to make a massive purchase again unless something goes terribly wrong. I'll just be sort of paying the upgrade price. Well, things never go wrong. Never. So I've got uh, I've got a little uh, hard case for it, so I don't scuff it and scratch it. That's very sensible. Uh, I'm trying to keep it. These new MacBook Pros, they have the speakers on the sides, and horses in the back. Yeah, yeah, speakers not on the sides, but on the sides of the keyboard, on the actual sort of the the keyboard side. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit weird. And also because there's a load of holes in it. There's a load of places for things to get stuck. Well, the crumbs you're talking yes. about. Oh, mate. Uh, <clears throat> it's, but the sound through the actual speakers is is pretty crazy. It's really bassy. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's nuts. Um, I Interesting. I have got to contend with USB-C shit, and I think it is a stupid decision to keep making USB-C stuff because not many people are really making USB-C peripherals especially audio things yeah i mean i guess people make thunderbolts audio interfaces but i mean thunderbolt I... will work with it uh the touch bar you know the gimmicky touch bar, yeah it's actually pretty good i like it and that's not just me having invested loads of money saying i uh, i have to like it i i use it i d- do you really use that many emoji that you need a dedicated emoji in fact controller? i've never used it for emojis oh really um but it's it's good for like uh brightness and muting and play next back, oh, okay. show desktop. i just like having my function keys bruv what's yeah, wrong with function keys there's nothing wrong with function keys and i did perfectly fine with uh function t- function keys but you know it's it's kind of okay. I like uh, it's got a touch ID thing, so I can unlock it um, with my fingerprint, mm-hmm. and there's a higher chance that pirates will chop off my finger in order oh, to wicked. gain access to my data. I've been uh, looking at those <clears throat> juicy thumbs for a while now, mate. So watch out. Well, good thing I didn't use my thumb like oh. an idiot because then I'd have to pull some weird move every time I wanted to unlock my computer. You need your opposable thumbs. Yeah, it it gets pretty hot this thing as well because you know how these things used to be called laptops you don't want to put them on your lap yeah they're, they're gonna fry your thighs they're no longer called laptops for a reason i've been uh, i've been playing me some civilization 5 through this thing and it mm-hmm. is uh, it is toasting my groin oh man uh but i'm 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 happy with it basically okay cool so you're pretty happy then yeah <clears throat> i am it's a hell of a lot of money to have spent on it hmm and I never wanted to pay that much for a computer. <laughs> no, no one ever did, mate. And it's a crazy world we're living in. But I got to the point where I couldn't do my work properly. Yeah. Because I was I was on a seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what I was, I was on a seven-year-old. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, nothing. <laughs> okay, c- can you set the emoji strip to just be normal function keys? Uh you can set the touch bar to have a, like a default setting with the things that you want in it. 
Oh, I just want to be able to send it to function. I haven't tried the emojis, Tim. Well, why why don't you send me me some emoji-centric messages? Uh, I don't like my messages hooked up to it. Oh, it's got, like, the frequently used shit. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's got the categories. And how has it coping, like, CPU-wise? It's doing really well. It's, um... It's been pretty damn flashy. In fact, I used my old one yesterday and it felt like a horse and cart. Ah, yeah. With the keyboard. Like, the keyboard on this is really dodgy to write with. Um, oh, that's not good. I didn't mind so much because I use an external keyboard anyway. Because Oh, because of your hands. Because I'm cool. Like, <laughs> uh, But it's got a, it's really, really flat. Okay. But still, going back to the old keyboard felt really weird. And the keys were all spaced out. Oh, okay. Very, uh, very far apart. Interesting. Uh, it's, yeah, and the old computer just going back to it, it's like, wow, this thing was, this mm. thing was running really slow. Sure, man. I mean, it really does help to have a computer that can keep up. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the uh, the boring event of me getting a new thing. No, it's um, I'm glad to know that that's what's up, basically. I've, I've cut so many computer discussions out of the podcast in the past that you're owed one. Okay. <laughs> you lucky people. But let's say no more about it. Let's get on with the music stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to finding out how this story develops. Are you? Yes. <laughs> Cool. So, Tim, we both saw recently, we, we were going to talk about it last episode, but we didn't. Uh, Bandcamp has started offering crowdfunding campaigns to have your music pressed to vinyl. Yeah, this seems great. So the idea is what? I mean, they like the thing is, it's still in its sort of beta stage or whatever. Yeah. Um, like they've got some example campaigns going on at the moment, but you can't do it yourself yet. So as far as I'm aware, it's not really possible <clears throat> to know the intricacies of it. But basically, uh, they'll do the vinyl pressing for you and they'll handle the um, crowdfunding element or whatever. So all you've got to do is say, I want to start a crowdfunding campaign for a vinyl version of this release, this release, whatever it is. And you'll have like a minimum yeah. order amount, basically. And if you can get that, it gets sent to your people and uh, you get the manufacturing cost taken off, I'm sure, from BandLab and they're probably going to be quite transparent about it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Bandcamp seems like a really like cool sort of company. Uh, they seem to be very, like pretty forward thinking and stuff and everything. You know, they seem to be generally good. So, yeah, I mean, this seems like a very exciting development. Yeah, and it's basically a lot of people have been saying no risk, which is true because if you don't hit your target, then nothing happens. If you do hit your target, it prob- it's probably going to, they're probably going to take a hell of a lot of commission to actually manufacture and distribute things. But it'll be cool for you and you can buy a copy yourself. And as long as you don't see it as a music making exercise necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't be disappointed. And you'll have a vinyl of your own recording. Yes. Um, if I you de- pay for it. I definitely want to try and do this. And yeah? uh, see if I can do it. Yeah. So you that's that's that you were saying before, that's your, your new ambition. But yeah, I mean, I think there'd be a nice project to do or whatever. Like, I mean, I do... 
I put out a lot of music digitally and it kind of, it's nice that it's uh, like available like on Spotify and stuff and kind of like it's, you know, it's not hard to listen to my music if you want to or whatever, but it would be nice to have like do something that feels slightly less sort of disposable and make a nice sort of physical object. Because I, you know, I, like, I, I used to like getting a, a record with a nice cover back in the day and I think it'd be, you know, a cool thing to do. So yeah, I want to try and do that. You do like your physical objects? Well, I do. I mean, mainly I can see digital really um in fact have a look at this this was this is an album cover i was admiring the other day check that oh, that's, out. You nice. see, that's the sort of thing that you don't get with you, a digital release you know what's great about this cd it's mm. heavy like the <laughs> the artwork like a, yeah. beefs it up <laughs> yeah totally man it feels like an actual like something that something that somebody's taken time and care over i think that's what's sexy now mm. So what? what's the plan? Are you going to uh, write some tunes specifically for trying to get vinyl versions of? No, not really. I just want to try and make some good music still or whatever. And then if I can make like, maybe I'd like say try to make four good bits of music and do a release with four tracks on it maybe on one vinyl or two vinyls. Okay. Hope, you know, I think two would be cool. But then you've got to think, okay, if I want to do a freaking gatefolding, I think they're going to, I think either Bandcamp or some other um, crowdfunding vinyl pressing service, they'll do like picture discs and stuff. Yeah. A pitch disc could be pretty sweet. But this is the thing. It's doing the art that is potentially the expensive bits. Right. Because it's very tempting to say, oh, I've got freaking Photoshop on my Adobe Cloud. I'll try and knock something up. I do want something that's really good. Mm. And I don't really want to nick any like visual elements or whatever without like crediting the artist. So you're going to have to pay a pro designer for... Uh... Oh, but ma- I don't have any money though. This is the thing. Mm. So I don't know. Like, so yeah, this might be a long-term project where I don't have the time and money to do it for ages, basically. Well... Good luck with that shit anyway. Yeah. Because it would be pretty great to have your music on vinyl. And I'd I'd back it. Not that I can play any vinyl, but, you know. No. Oh, oh thanks, man. That's nice. Well, I was thinking that I'd make it really expensive. So <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, man. 79 quid, yeah? <laughs> well, no. no. Though I did see um, this John Bass guy put out, uh, who put out an album a, a few weeks ago, and there was, a, there was a version for like 75 quid or something. Well, or whatever. So, you know. Well, that's for the mega super fans, right? Well, yeah, no, totally or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I just make something for the shit munchers, you know what I'm saying? That's, so, that's yeah. what you always do. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so would you um, would you try and make a record? Um, I mean, there's no risk to it, is there? You know, if I had well, no. fans and I consistently made music for making music's sake rather than for making tutorials' sake, mm. then if I had a big enough fan base, I'd do it. But if I didn't have a fan base... I, I wouldn't go near it because mm. I, I couldn't face that disappointment. But, you know, we do also have a podcast. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be buying our records off the podcast. You, no, no, no. I mean... Uh, uh, well, press it on vinyl. D- That's record, a great idea. Record a special episode. And you can only get it on vinyl. Yeah, and man. it's like 300 quid. Yeah. Raking it in, son. Uh, That's well, how we do. Not 300 quid, but yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That, that would be a really niche product, I think. That's the kind of thing that we could do one day in the far, far distant future when we're 80. Oh, yeah. That, well, I look forward to those days. They sound like fun. Shall 
Should we talk about Behringer? Let's talk about Behringer, bruv. So, over Superbooth and uh, generally recently, Behringer have been going crazy. Yeah, they've been trolling. We talked about their CS80 stuff last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, yeah, let's let's talk about that. They've, so what happened, James? Well, Yamaha floated the idea of bringing back the CS80. Yeah. And pretty much immediately, Behringer floated the idea of they've already started work on it. Yeah. Um, and since then, they've uh, released some early images <gasps> of their own clone. Yeah. They're calling it the DS80. What does the D stand for? I don't know. <laughs> it's like after one after C. Oh God! Okay. So I guess these are these, these aren't real images. These concept. These images, are yeah. Right? These concept images. But as I said, it's just a straight up clone. It's all analog. No effing about. They haven't really added anything to it. Exactly. And so Yamaha's responsibility is to make the new version. And technically, that's quite a good way to play the rest of time like the big companies have to keep innovating Behringer can just clone their shit later on yeah I mean the thing is I am pretty certain that Yamaha 2019 isn't going to put the same amount of R&D budget into making into into as they would have in the late 70s um, and also it's a lot harder to make something new and exciting now because we've come so far and done so much. I don't, you know, I don't think it's realistically possible to, to you know, say Yamaha can come up with something that is, you know, as lauded as the CS80 again. No, well, let's see. But they basically, they can't just come out with a, another edition. Well, they? they could. They could, but it would probably be a silly move at this point. I don't know. Maybe some people will pay for the badge. I probably I don't think so. I think as long as this is half decent, like basically, if this is as close to the CS80 as the Boog was to the Moog, I think they got a freaking uh, hotcake seller on their hands, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and Yamaha themselves, not so much. Let's play a little game. Okay. How much is this gonna cost? <sighs> It can't be that cheap. No. There's a lot of analog shit in there, man. I'm thinking 450. I am going to say 1200. Ooh. Mm-mm. And I think people probably would go that far for it as well. Yeah. I think 450 is extremely wishful thinking. If this was 450, I would be tempted. What are the? But it uh, won't be that cheap. What's the massive network of sliders on the top left? I don't know because I am not. I'm not really okay with the CS80. Uh, I use the Arturia one, but even that, I can't remember what it does. So I don't really know. I mean, it says like on. It's got some FM pulse width. I guess I don't know, buddy. They're all the same for each oscillator and. Uh, well, there's only there's... two oscillators in the thing. Are there? Okay. Um, well, maybe not in Behringer's. No, they won't be. Look, yeah, it's just a schematic ah, on the okay. original. So the original was just a schematic, and now you can actually mess with things on the This Behringer. is the virtual version, mm. so that's sort of different. So who knows? I mean, let's, let's make an educated <laughs> guess. I mean, it looks like it's got... I think it must be Mod Matrix. Okay. It must be some kind of mod matrix. You reckon? I, I mean, don't know. It's, it would be all amount values, though, wouldn't it? Oh, fuck 
Maybe like you've got four things, LFO, LFO, envelope, envelope, and there's a an amount for each thing. But they all seem to be set pretty high. Mm. Oh, Not well. Sure. Anyway, let's move on. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've emailed you the links. Should be in a annoying grid. Oh, nice. Uh, let's look at the Selena String Ensemble, which what? apparently they were going to make and then suddenly said they were not going to make. We just don't know what's real anymore. Uh, <laughs> I would have been looking forward to the String Ensemble. because Really? I like, I like the cool sounds of that. You know, I like that. I like the Mellotron. I like... Uh, for 250 stuff. US clams for that one tone, basically. Yeah, but uh, it's possibly not going to happen anymore, according well, to Berenger. It looks like it's not. Do you know what I think has happened? Tell me. I think they had the Selena String Ensemble planned for soon. Mm. They had CS80 planned for like a couple of years from now. Okay. And as soon as they saw the Yamaha CS80 musings, they yeah. said, fuck it. Let's stop working on the Selena. Maybe stop working on something else as well yeah. that hadn't been announced. And let's put all our efforts into doing the CS80 as quickly as possible. I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable, I guess. Mm. Anyway, that, that's just Kremlinology. Uh, how yeah. about the OBXA? Oh, my God. I can't keep up. This is going to be the UBXA for Uli Behringer. Should you ever listen to this? Yeah. There's not much audio on it. This is Keith here at Music Tribe in Manchester. I'm one of the engineers working on the got a Music Tribe in Manchester now. I decided we'd share some uh, progress with you guys. So we yeah, buddy, come on. There we go. Their clone of the OVXA. What a buzz on this video. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the two big ones <laughs> coming for a long time. Yeah. This is Music Radar's video of four minutes of the RD808. Sick. I don't know what RD stands for either. Rhythm designer. Of course. He's designed a rhythm here. Instead of uh, TR, what was TR? A transistor rhythm. Ah. Cool. Do you want to look at the 909, son? Yeah. See what the 909 is getting up to, <clears throat> shall we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the cymbals. Uh, close hat now, so that's not in the same choke group as the, the open hat now. So you kind of so release that sound, them. you can kind of flip between them. Going in. Right, so you can just jump Going around and mute and solo, solo things. Solo mute. You know, drop things in and out. Bit of uh, drum and bass on that. I think that's uh, Joe Rossiter yeah, there, is it? Yeah, it is. Um, well, getting this drum step on. Program them as well. On this version of the software, this is like closer. Okay, I think we get the idea. Nine nine and eight eight to eight, sounding good. So five products from Behringer. I think you know what I think they are doing a lot. I think they're just sort of putting things out there, if you will, weather balloons. They're just floating <laughs> wow, up a okay. weather balloon and seeing how people react to the concepts that they're giving out. Mm. And if there's a massive reaction, they go for it. If there's a, a if it's a damp squib, they don't go for it. Mm. So they can sort of test test the waters by saying, hey, we got this potential thing. That's a pretty sensible idea, really, isn't it? Yeah, and so I think a lot of the sort of mock-ups that you see and um, 
a lot of the schematics and design ideas, they could just be like something that someone's knocked up in order to say, pretend they're working on it and sent. I know. I reckon they will have been working on it because um, the, the finished product will end up being uh, consistent with those images. I reckon. Oh no, I'm sure it will. But, there, but you can't would... just you can't just open Photoshop or whatever and design a synth. No, no, I then... think I think they would actually go to the trouble of manufacturing like a prototype for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and right, like, right, right. you remember that OBXA video? He was only playing one note and just adjusting the filter. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it could be anything underneath there. They mm. they could have just started work on it ages ago and then left it for ages. Yeah, I think when you're massive like they are and you are sort of developing loads of things and you've got a lot of potential customers you can do that you know mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you if you've got a whole factory just for you then you can just sort of test the waters and see what people are going to like see how people react and then go ahead with it or not well it looks like that you know people are, are pretty hyped for this csat thing mm. so it looks like that's gonna happen yeah which is sort of bleeds in with me thinking maybe they we're going to do it very much later. And then mm. they decided to float the weather balloon earlier after Yamaha's announcement, and they got a load of traction on it. Mm. Well, I mean, hopefully it'll uh, encourage Yamaha to create a quality product. Mm. Let's see about that. Mm. You've heard Vocaloid, right? <laughs> I, they are two very different kettles of fish. Okay, I think the last um, the last Superbooth story we're going to talk about is uh, Steinberg Retrolog. Yeah, what a shocker. The plugin made by the Dons of VST, mm. uh, it now comes as, um, well, it doesn't come as, but someone at Superbooth had made a physical version of Retrolog. Someone? I thought Steinberg made it. Steinberg and someone else as well. Okay. Basically, the idea was to showcase the technology by these people to sort of run VSTs as hardware. Yeah. It was some startup called Elk Music OS. Yeah. Uh, They basically use their dedicated OS and it can run VST plugins. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's a bit like having a Raspberry Pi inside something. It's a little computer running their uh, firmware. And it can run VST plugins. So really, this Retrolog physical plugin box hardware is just the plugin still. Yeah. But it's got a dedicated controller. It's a bit of a publicity stunt. Because mm. I assume no one's actually going to be selling this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see a plugin turn into a hardware synth. And it uh, looks kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, people might wonder what the point is. They might. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why that, are why are Steinberg interested in this technology? I don't know. I think they just wanted to do a uh, do a bit. Uh, they probably got the opportunity to do something for Retrolog, and they wanted to mm. say, okay, that'll be a bit of free promotion for Retrolog. Yeah. Uh, however, brings up an interesting question: mm-hmm. What plugins would you like to see as hardware? Um, the the thing is, when you're talking hardware, it's all about the controllability, bruv. Mm-hmm. So you probably wouldn't want something that has a million different controls on it, i.e. FM8 or Serum okay. or something like that. Did you see the um, fake 
hardware version of Serum that uh, yes. Deadmau5 posted ages ago. Yes. That was cool. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, not practical in real life, though, sadly. Okay. Have you got anything on your computer that you think would be cool to have as hardware? No. It's much better to have it all in the computer. Plus, most of the stuff I use is uh, recreations of hardware stuff anyway. Um, one uh, There is a classic... Uh, synth has never had any kind of hardware form ever. Okay. Silence one, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, that's so... a very good point. It would be... Um, that's a cool synth. That that kind of looks hardware-like. It was back mm-hmm. in the days where people were really pushing this sort of hardware look. Mm. So I think that would be really cool, yeah? Yeah, so that's what that's, that's what I'd plump for. Have a little silent uh, on your desk. Yeah, oh, that'd be that'd nice. That'd be really good. And it's all knobs and faders and stuff, and it looks pretty simple. Yeah. It's got end cheeks. It certainly does, mean. What about some, like, uh, Valhalla stuff? I don't. I don't bother with hardware effects, mate. I, I, Too much hassle. Judging by the um, judging by the interfaces of Valhalla stuff, it would basically just be a thin piece of paper. Well, yeah. I mean, they do have like uh, a or couple of screens for some of their things. Maybe a little picture frame sort of thing that you can uh, hang on the wall. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot going under the hood. Mind you, I guess if it's all done in this Raspberry Pi style thing, you can just have it in a little thing the size of a packet of fags or something. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I would like to see. I'd like. I mean, I'd love to see the Fab Filter stuff, but that would require that would a be touch rid- screen. Ridiculous. Yeah, but it'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, I guess. How about some Isotope stuff? That's a lot of it's really complicated. I mean, Iris. That's not going to be very. Yeah. Or are you just thinking like a hardware Ozone 8 or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that would make people freak out. <laughs> <laughs> all the mastering engineers who picked the wrong oh, job. Man, the, uh... yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's all running on a Raspberry Pi, sure. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, it would be cool to see the Valhalla stuff as a, a hardware effect, but obviously that's never going to happen, is it? Well, maybe they'll get into bed with uh, these uh, guys who are making their uh, VST hardware things, and uh, it'll be all very exciting for everybody. Possibly. Let's keep it in the box for now. Okay.